what a strange and beautiful stick. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Jordan D. White here with a very special message. Uh, it's come to my attention that some of the things that me and my wife Devin said on the previous episode were offensive to people. Uh, there were remarks regarding a, a, a monster sounding like a transvestite. I, I sincerely apologize for that. We certainly didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, and we certainly didn't mean to offend anyone, I, but I can totally understand how those comments would have been offensive to people. Just a slight bit of background on Devin and I. We, we're actually longtime Rocky Horror performers. Uh, I was in a Rocky Horror cast for like 10 years. Uh, we have absolutely no problem with transvestites or people having different lifestyles and things like that, which is not to say that that's an excuse or, or, or it allows for people to be able to say offensive things, because it's not. Saying offensive things sucks, and again, I'm sincerely sorry. I hope you'll keep listening. Sailor Business says, bye-bye. Moon Podcast Escalation! And welcome to Sailor Business. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is the podcast where we watch every episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and break it down scene by scene to talk about just why it is that we love this show so much. We have a very good episode planned for today because it is the first appearance of Sailor Mars. Uh, we're going to be watching episode, was this 10 or 11? This 10. is 10. Uh, the Cursed Bus, Enter Mars, the Guardian of Fire. And to help us do that, we have a very special guest uh returning to the show our first uh three time <laughs> three and four time three uh, peter guest, uh betty felon is here betty how are you i'm doing well and i'm really excited to talk about sailor mars because contrary to what you guys might think of her i really love her that is that's why i wanted to have you back on this one <laughs> When I'm very we, excited when you guys like told me that you guys wanted me for the Sailor Mars episodes. I mean, I had last people, minute, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm totally excited for this." Well, get get ready to be <laughs> ganged are, up I on. Because... Say, uh, you are a last minute substitution, but I did have people on Twitter uh, asking me if we were going to have you on to talk about Sailor Mars's first episode, or if we made quote the wrong choice. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Actually, it was more subtle than that. They said someone <laughs> with a bow or the wrong choice. <laughs> That's awesome. So we've you've been on the show before, so we've already talked about your history with Sailor Moon uh, and your your feelings about uh, Crystal. So before we get into this one, I really want to talk to you about why you like Sailor Mars so oh, much God. when she's clearly so mean. Okay, this is the thing, is that I don't think she's even that mean. I think that she and Serena are basically like, they're not even frenemies, I think. Like, they're just kind of like they conflict because Sailor Mars seems to have her, has her shit together. While Serena, oh. she's still trying to figure her stuff out. And I think, like, realistically, Sailor Mars is just as competent like she's like she and the rest of the other scouts aside from Serena seem to like they all have their own thing going on and um and I think what's so you know compelling about her is that she is the first scout to consistently kind of butt heads with Serena all the time and but clearly they're, they're still friends and they still love each other and I mean I think that's what I like about the relationship it's not just you know straight out like oh we're best friends we love each other it's like no they Salem Mars is there to 
to challenge Serena, you know? And I think that that's what's really cool about her. Um, I think she's just really assertive. I, I don't think that she's really, you know, mean or bitchy or anything. I think that she's just more of a, she, she's just really assertive Lois Lane type, you know? Like, okay, okay. I, I need yeah. to stop you right there. Oof. <laughs> there's, there's, Sailor Mars is, is not a Lois Lane. <laughs> in the sense that she wants to get shit done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just say, this is the first time I've seen the the original uh, Japanese version of this episode, and it made me like her less than the American version, and I already didn't like her. (laughs) So... Well, well, why exactly do you guys hate her so much? Because she's mean. Yeah. That's entirely it. Like, I don't don't feel like she is... I I feel like it's, in a lot of ways, a necessary character dynamic, because, like you said, like, it's not... It's not interesting if you have if uh, Amy shows up and she's immediately uh, Usagi's best friend, and then Ray shows up and she's immediately Usagi's best friend, and then uh, Makoto shows up and she's immediately Usagi's best friend. So there, there needs to be someone. There does need to be someone who is at least bantering and bickering, sure. you know, just for the sake of of drama. But I feel like yeah, uh, the appeal of Sailor Moon uh, for me, and I'm I'm gonna guess it's the same way for Jordan because I think we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the appeal of Sailor Moon as a character is that she is she's so easy to identify with mm-hmm. because she wants the same things I want, which are to sleep all day and <laughs> shove food in my mouth and play video games and read comics. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, then and Mars is just yelling at her constantly and telling her she right. sucks. We we spent nine episodes. I mean, you know, falling yeah, in love with Serena and then or sorry, Yuzagi and mm-hmm. uh, and then in this episode, you've got scenes of literally. Yusagi like pleading I just want to be friends and Ray being like get away from me That's well, the thing I mean, is, in the first in the first episode, like they get along pretty well up until the end when they both, you know, like the same guy. You uh, know, I know I I disagree entirely. I I, I mean, we're, we're gonna obviously we're about to get into it, but she smacks her in the face with a thing. Then she takes care of her, but only because she hurt her. Uh, she yells but, at her but, a bunch. But, but she but she wasn't she wasn't trying to be mean by throwing the the, the thing. Okay, I guess we will go get into it in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but but on I mean, honestly, the thing with Ray and Serena. I mean, what you have there is Betty and Veronica. Yeah, I don't like Veronica either. <laughs> yeah, well, she's too good for you, Chris Sims. She, but that, you don't like Veronica because she will never date you, Chris Sims. That is, uh, oh, that is so uh, cold. Betty, you, you know that I have a history of dating Veronica's. All, I know you do, but but that's that's why that's why that's why so so really you you love you love Veronica's and you love Betty's. We're, I I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like if you come to it from the from the uh, ninety two anime, um, which which a lot of people did, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's easier to dislike Sailor Mars because you have been through so many episodes right. of watching uh, Usagi as a solo heroine, showing some actual character growth. Like there is a lot of e- even though. She She's still a, a, a crybaby and a klutz. Uh, Usagi has shown character development in the first nine episodes. And just, so you see her kind of getting there. And yeah. then 
here comes Mars and she's like, you need to get your shit together yeah, and but, I'm going to date think, your moon boyfriend. But I think that that's part of the dynamic that, that she's like, she's there to push her. And that's why, you know, she is a sailor guardian. She's very strong in the way that like she like, you know, she, she's she's not there. Like, you know, it's easy to be mean to someone and not be friends with them. She's still they still care about each other a lot. Sailor like Ray could just be like, oh, fuck this shit. I don't want to be your friend. You're terrible. You're really you're a big crybaby. But, but clearly she like if like if she truly hated her, she would go wicked lady on them. You know, <laughs> she like 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 no, they, she they would, but that's they would all... no way she wouldn't because she'd be like, I, I'm I'm she because she's so she feels like she's better than her. She's not going to ever turn bad because she's like, no, I have to be the goodest good to show Sailor Moon how good really goes. Yeah, if they weren't <laughs> if they weren't Sailor Scouts, they would not be friends. Oh, totally. They're, they're, they're not friends. They're co-workers. That, that, I mean, and that's yeah, the thing. Well, that's the thing I, is that you're talking about like, uh, you know, Betty and Veronica and stuff like that. I don't know. Like on some level, they have something that that unites them and they have a fr- something that their friendship is based on. There's nothing in this first episode that they don't they don't share a moment. They 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 just are in the same place at the same time. Find out. Oh, turns out we're both we're both uh, Sailor Scouts and then have to be together all the time and, and like dislike it. And well, and at least again, I would say Serena, you know, reaches out the hand of friendship and Ray slaps it away. <laughs> I, I I think that, you know, I think I think that it's really easy to see someone who's being who seems antagonizing of, you know, the main character and see them as like, you know, to to vilify them. Like and I think that's why you guys are very adverse to the way that Darian acts to, to Serena on the street all the time, which, again, I think is just like comedic fodder, you know, um, I'm cooler I, I with that, that than Chris is. <laughs> hate him hate him so much but but that's the thing it's like i don't think that darian or mars like are are particularly like mean or anything i think that that, that's just their dynamic to make it interesting you know i'm glad when those two start dating because they deserve (laughs) each other spoilers (laughs) i was about to i was about to mention that i was like i bet i bet you you're happy about that episode no Uh, because that's the thing i feel like there's there's a a, there's a contrast between mercury and mars too because you get the feeling uh i mean it's it's pretty explicitly stated that Amy has is it does not have friends. Right. She all she does yeah. is study and uh but, she has never been to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> True. She's read about but, it. Or the arcade. Or the arcade. Uh, despite being super good at seeing the code of video <laughs> games. Uh but I feel like you get the same feeling from Ray. Uh, it, it's not explicitly stated. It's uh but she's you know she goes from school to the shrine and she she talks a lot about how much she has to do around the shrine. So she's a girl who goes to this uh, hoity-toity TA Academy, uh, this private school, mm-hmm. and then goes and prays in front of a fire and says visions of evil all night. So you kind of get the feeling that, like Amy, she doesn't have any friends. But Amy wants friends, and I don't think Ray does. Right. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think Ray is, is open to friendship. I don't think that she's, like, antisocial, but I think that clearly both, both Ray and Amy have very, you know, they, they have set out priorities in ter- over their social lives. Amy, like, I think that if Amy had gone the rest of her high school not having friends, she wouldn't have even really been like, oh, I, I feel like I really super need friends, you know? I, I, I think, again, uh, th- now this is and also I, based think, a bit more on, yeah, on I, I, later episodes. Yeah. I was going to say, I think the other thing about Ray is um, I, she's very... <sighs> 
she I, I'm trying to say it in a not mean way <laughs> where I'm not saying yeah. she's super egotistical um she I think she's 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 not she is less interested in friends than she is in people who will listen to her and you know she wants to be the boss of people she wants to be a star at certain points and like seen and idolized but I don't think she does necessarily want like those kind of close-up relationships which Serena thrives on. So, I mean, she's, it's very much the extrovert introvert kind of situation. I think obviously Serena loves and thrives on being with people and having those relationships. And I think outside of being a sailor scout, Ray would, yeah, does much better in a kind of more isolated way. Uh, one more thing before we get into the actual meat of the episode. Uh, if you have been listening to the show all along, you know that when we have episodes like this one, which are adapted from the manga, uh, and this one is an adaptation of chapter three, which is just called Ray Sailor Mars. Spoiler warning for everyone. <laughs> uh, we usually talk about the uh, original dub. We talk about the original Japanese version, and we'll talk about the manga. Uh, I also have an additional source to talk about, which is the young adult novelization. Uh, for uh, Christmas in 1999, my sister, as a gag gift, uh, bought me the fourth novel in the series of uh, the Tokyo Pop novelizations of Sailor Moon, which is called Mars Attacks and covers the next three episodes oh that we're going to be talking about. Mars and I am Attacks. so tempted to buy the the entire series. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking them up there. They are up on uh, on Amazon. They're all, you know, used. Well, apparently you can get the, the first volume, A Scout is Born, for one cent used. Oh, that's exciting. I'm, I'm probably going to have to do it then. <laughs> Just the cost uh, of shipping. <laughs> the the novelization is very interesting to me. Uh, it was, the, the novelizations were written by uh, Leanne Centaur, uh, S-E-N-T-A-R. And uh, she came up through fan fiction and then was hired to write the novelizations of Sailor Moon. Uh, she started with volume two. So this is volume four. This is her third novelization of Sailor Moon. She, at the time of writing this book, was 17 years old. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Uh, that is crazy. Th it is awesome. And, and I will say, they they are not bad. They do read like fanfic in a lot of ways. Uh, and I have marked a lot of passages that I want to talk about. Uh, but there's one thing they do where there's a, a weird fixation on brand names uh, that you see in a lot of uh, fanfic style writing uh, where everyone is like, oh, I'm wearing my shirt from The Gap and my Levi's jeans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really interesting because it's a a novelization of the original dub that is clearly written by someone who's also familiar with the original manga. And there's a lot of there's a lot of really weird stuff that goes on, and we're going to get to it. Uh, the first thing I wanted to mention, the first thing that I have marked, is that you find out that uh, Amy's American name, uh, instead of Amy Mizuno, is Amy Anderson. And I do not like that. No, I do. I, I can't tell you why. <laughs> like I, I have no reason. I'm just like, nope. That is not. That is not the right name. That's <laughs> that just is, a really. That's just a really dumpy sounding name. It, it's. I mean, I look, and I'm sure. Like, it is a distinct possibility that we have an Amy Anderson listening to this show right now. It is not an <laughs> uncommon name. So I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with your name if you are an Amy Anderson. <laughs> I'm saying that is not Sailor Mercury's name. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, it's kind of like uh, I remember that. I don't know why this 
this specifically reminds me of this like specific dub dub change name change but i remember in for tokyo mew mew when they brought that over to america and they changed the main girl's name which was ichigo they changed it to zoe hansen wow and i was like I, I, was, I was like why <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know I just thought that was such a weird bland American name I'm like okay it, it makes they me, wouldn't understand what I don't know it was just weird it makes me again because I, I, I've always think of her as Amy Mizuno and, and and that's 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 the Americanization like I call it Mizuno it doesn't sound particular like I'm not saying it with any you know well said accent or anything but it makes me wonder what everybody else's name is because I, I can't remember I mean I know Lita and Mina but I can't remember what their last names are in the original dub. That's why we gotta. Think- that's why we gotta get these more of these novels. We gotta find out. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up. Let's see. Mina, the I weird thing is that uh, Serena's last name is Tsukino. Right. So Serena has the most Japanese possible last name. Uh, hanging out with Amy Anderson. <laughs> Like why? Yeah, why not call her? I don't know. What, okay, okay. If you had to rename Serena, it could be Serena. Any last name? What? What? What do you pick? Moon. Serena Moon. Serena Moon. No, come on. <laughs> and then I would, I would, uh, I would all, I, I would literally name her Serena Princess Moon. Her middle name would be Princess. Oh. And then I would still include all the stuff where Luna was like, "We gotta find out who the Moon Princess is." Terrible. Let me see. Let me see what Lita's name is. Maybe I can find that. Uh, the other thing. While you're looking at that, the other thing that's really interesting is that uh, each novel, and they're not long. I mean, they're for kids, so you can you can blow through them in about 15 minutes. But they do add scenes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. There's there are scenes in this novel where I think the author knew that that fans like uh, like me and Jordan were gonna have some problems with Ray. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so there's additional scenes added in of like Ray and uh, Serena hanging out right. and. And you get to see a little more of uh, Ray's home life, which is interesting. And we'll get to that when it happens. But uh, are you guys about ready to dive into the episode? Uh, yes. Quick, just yeah. quick update. Uh, Lita Kino. So every other scout keeps their last name in the dub except Sailor Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's Mina, I'm Mina, uh, what is it? Aino? Aino. Yeah, Aino. Which is like, again, that's not a pronunciation that is very common in like America. You'd think they would change that. Nope. I feel like they, I feel like they just stopped caring that much. (laughs) That's not even at the end of season one. Yeah, but I mean, like, look, they they had to get through all these episodes and they were like, uh, they're like, all right, we'll call her Lita. We'll call her Mina's fine. She can be a Mina. Uh, I mean, realistically, so it, was like, it probably doesn't. What about last much. names? And right. they're like, well, Amy Anderson. Uh, yeah, it's five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I that's the thing is, I doubt they say. I like, I don't think they've said Serena's last name in the in the show at this point. It probably is a long time from now that when they actually would say it, if they say it at all. All right. Yeah, I feel like uh, the only time that it, it is really said that often in the manga, other than when Usagi introduces herself, is when she's getting yelled at by Haruna. <laughs> Uh, who calls her by her last name and that I mean they would just she would just call her Serena right. in the in Amer- in an American school of course <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. I, can I just say, I don't think this is that good of an episode. Oh! Sorry. You know, I don't either. I actually do not either. Uh, 
All right, cool. So then let's get let's get right to it. It's going to be terrible, everybody. everybody. Which is weird because the next two episodes are like top five. Like they're so good. Uh, but yeah, this one go the the one that uh goes back to the manga. I don't think I, it's uh, it's fine. Well, this is also it's fine. So I it's, think it's, it's okay. Like I, I, again, I, this is this is her entrance, but I'm like it's not it's not like groundbreak. But I there is some there's a part of the episode that I it's like one of my favorite scenes because it's just so ridiculous. But we'll talk about it. Get to it. I think, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the this is the episode of the three that have have come from the manga. This is the one they've changed the most. Yes, uh, uh, they they add an entire plot to the negaverse, and uh, they take out a whole plot, right? Because I don't uh, think they, the whole Darian thing. Out. And by Darian, I mean Mamoru. <laughs> they had like a big big scene, scene where uh, where Mamoru shows up on the bus, and they and they learn his name and everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and you learn that he's not 23 in right. the manga. So they, obviously they had to cut that out. <laughs> uh, so All right. we have Yusagi Tsukino. She's 14 years old. Cancer. Blood type O. Bit of a klutz. Over emotional. Uh, she started to find her Sailor Guardian allies, uh, including Sailor Mercury so far. Uh, it's going to be hard to fight the Dark Kingdom, but she's sure everything's going to be okay. Meanwhile, in the Dark Kingdom, Queen Beryl is uh, working that ball. <laughs> she is... <laughs> She's swirling that energy. Uh, always. Uh, and she's actually starting to get mad at Jedi, which I think is a, a an important thing that happens. Uh, the same thing happens in the manga, but in the manga, she's like, she's like, Jedi, you have failed twice. Like in the manga, the Dark Kingdom operates on like a three strikes rule. <laughs> this is episode 10. So, so she's like, Jedi, you have failed nine times in a row to get me all that energy that I need. Uh, what do you got, buddy? Don't worry. He's got his best plan ever. So sensible, so clear cut and obvious. <laughs> right. He's going to load up buses. And just drive the buses to the Dark Kingdom. <laughs> so <laughs> just load up people on buses. And instead of trying to take over, like, uh, the whole city using the radio or a talent contest or whatever, he is just going to literally take them one busload at a time I, <laughs> straight to the Dark Kingdom. I wish it was that simple and straightforward. I wish it were, because then I would be like, all right, it just is so much dumber than that. Um, all right, so 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 Queen Barrel, and then we cut to uh, Serena and Luna and Amy walking down the street. Oh no! In fact, I'm sorry, Serena and Luna walking down the street. Cop cars go flying by. What's going on? They see Amy. Oh, Amy, you waiting for the bus? Yeah, I take the bus to my cram school. Oh, you're in cram school. We forgot. You're smart. Um, <laughs> a bunch of girls run up. We start the episode with like I don't know, hundreds of people missing. Like, <laughs> right? Because multiple bus loads of people have gone completely missing. Not only that, but multiple. Multiple busloads of teenage girls. Right. Multiple busloads of teenage lo- lo- girls. Love struck teenage girls. And again, now th- th- this is one of those ones where I feel like the fact that they actually literally talk about the police being involved blows it because I don't buy that at all because they literally say, okay, here's what's been happening. There's a bus that comes at six o'clock every night and it goes missing. And so the police have been involved. They can't figure out what's going on. Well, we watch the rest of the episode. Please don't show up. <laughs> 
They don't, yeah, they, they for never, example, look at six o'clock for the bus. Everybody in school is like, yeah, don't get on that. Uh, don't get on that six o'clock bus from uh, Sendai, Sendai Zuke because uh, you will be driven to the dark. You'll be driven through a portal in the sky to the dark kingdom. <laughs> they know which bus it is. What time every day. And the cops are not staking that shit out. Sailor Moon will, spoiler, later stake that shit out. But the cops, nope, no interest. Yeah, like, I... They, it, it, I, I don't mind the cops being involved because I feel like it's a thing where uh, it can show you like, oh, okay, this is why you know this is why the superheroes are necessary because the cops can't handle this. But the cops just don't do anything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, well, we're gonna drive our cars <laughs> along this bus route, and uh, if we see anything weird, we'll let you know. <laughs> we're not gonna follow okay. that bus or anything. Which, by the way, it, it Juban's in Tokyo, right? Like, we see yeah. the Tokyo Tower in the background mm-hmm. of a couple scenes. How are there no other cars around when this? Bus is driving into a giant glowing portal. <laughs> well, I, I mean, again, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're talking about it already, so we might as well say it. The bus literally flies into the air and go and drive flies through a portal in the middle of the city, and no, it's so blatant. This is the most blatant that the Jedi's plans have been so far. In the middle of one of the most <laughs> densely populated cities right. on the planet, it's just a flying bus. <laughs> And again, it's not like the news is going fucking flying buses <laughs> disappearing through holes. It's going, oh, some girls went missing. We don't know what happened. Uh, I do want to say in the novelization, uh, Luna encourages uh, Serena to go investigate the bus's disappearance. Uh, Serena says that she was looking forward to taking a nap this afternoon, which is <laughs> so relatable. Same, Serena. Were you looking uh, forward to taking a nap today? I am looking forward to taking a nap today. Uh <laughs> And uh, the the paragraph that I've marked for this section is Serena, Luna snapped, cut it out. This isn't a shopping trip. It's sailor business. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. Uh, there's another interesting twist to this scene, which is that uh, in the manga, and we will get to this when it happens, because uh, there is a lot to talk about coming up when uh, Usagi gets on the bus. Uh, Amy tells her uh, that she should uh, take the bus because uh, uh, Serena says like, oh, don't leave and go to cram school because it's going to be boring without you here. Because in the manga, this starts at the game center when they're uh, getting their communicators from the machine. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Amy says, well, you know, if you don't want to be left alone at the game center, if you're bored, you can always come with me to cram school. Uh, And she says, oh, by the way, if you take the bus that I'm about to get on, you sometimes get to see a truly beautiful girl riding it. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, I remember this from Crystal now. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Th- like, th- there isn't more slash fiction about this episode. And, and this, not even close to being the slashiest episode. No. Although, e- okay, so yeah, 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 because that's right. Because then she gets on the bus and she, like, immediately falls in love with Taylor Mars, which adds another weirdness to their relationship. Um, right. So is, is that the next thing that happens in the, uh, in well, the, the next, anime? Are we skipping over stuff? So in the original, it, the next it, thing that happens is we cut to Mars doing her fire beating. I'm, I don't know exactly how this works. She's standing in front of the fire, waving her, her um, tool that you wait Staff. in front of I yeah. don't know what it is. Um, and she's praying. And then we cut, then we get to see uh, her uh, delightful grandfather <laughs> hitting on all <laughs> the young girls, um, which is adorable. Uh, so this is, this introduces us to the, the, uh, the anime and manga trope of the, the dirty old man. Uh, thankfully, I don't think he goes like as far as like the, the Ranma versions of dirty old men of like stealing panties and stuff, but he does, uh, yeah. he does hit on the young girls who come to the shrine uh, and they all giggle at him and uh, go, I can't 
can't believe he hit on us. Um, <laughs> a weird thing about this, uh, between this and the uh, and the original dub, is that so what happens is okay, these three girls come up. He's like, oh, you're beautiful. We want to work a thing. Ha ha ha. And then they, and then they leave. Then uh, Serena, uh, Molly, and uh, a third girl who is not Amy. Uh, her name is, according to the novel, oh, is uh, Lisa Brownridge. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Sailor Moon character, Lisa Brownridge. Of course, they all come up in the. So in the in the original dub, they have this thing. They 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 cut out all the the quote unquote hitting on of the grandfather, and he's just overly nice. And uh, he comes up to them, and he thinks that they're the same three girls who just left because they add in this thing about his him not wearing his glasses, um, which is totally unnecessary. And I don't know why they've decided to do this. <laughs> but yeah, they add this this thing in that Gramps doesn't like to wear his glasses, and so he goes, "Oh, you're back from you're back. You're changing your mind. You're going to buy the things." And, and then Ray comes up and goes, "Grandpa, that they're not even the same girls. You should wear your glasses more." Well, they had to have something, so she wasn't coming up going, "Grandpa, stop hitting on these middle schoolers." <laughs> Fair, fair. Uh, I will say uh, the grandpa not in the manga at all. No, he is not in the manga. Wow. The uh, Ray appears to live alone at the shrine. Maybe it's uh, later. Maybe he comes in later. Maybe, but he is. Uh, I feel like we talked to Juliet about there being some uh, Juliet Kahn when she was on the show uh, about there being some conflict between uh, Naoko Takeuchi. And the uh, director of the anime. And I feel like a lot of that conflict may have stemmed from the director trying to perv things up a little bit, like making <laughs> Memoru older than he originally was and adding in uh, sex crazed three foot tall grandpa. We actually got a question about that from one of our, our listeners. Uh, one of our listeners sent in a bunch of questions in hopes that we would answer them. And maybe we can later. But one of them was about, let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, in an interview with uh, with Mix, Naoko Takeuchi said that one of the differences between her manga and the 90s anime was that the anime staff was all male and so the anime has a male point of view uh, and then she asked if mm. we thought there was validity to that um, and if uh, since we, and since we prefer the 90s anime do you think that's why we prefer you and I Chris prefer the 90s anime because it was it's like the male version of Sailor Moon that really that really makes it sound sketchy it, it does <laughs> it does I don't know what to tell you but that was, that but, was her question yeah. now uh, Chris you have said that you don't like Nakeo Takeuchi's uh, manga, but uh, you like this all dudes version of Sailor Moon. That's your favorite. So, uh, what kind of scumbag are you, Chris? <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what she meant by that, but I think that was the implication. No. Um, you, well, well uh, Betty, do you do you feel like there's as someone who has, has read the manga and uh, and watched the anime, uh, do, you, do you feel like that's uh, the way that it uh, plays out? I mean, I I mean, I, I my first instinct when I, like, of course, I fell in love with Sailor Moon through the 90s anime. Um, and that was like my first, you know, my first source of it. I it, it does not. I mean, to this day, it still does not read male at all. I will forever like ever since I was a kid and saw like, you know, like older guys who were into Sailor Moon and genuinely so like they weren't like you know being gross about it. they like genuinely like sailor moon as you guys also do i will forever have a quick quick um reflex reflexive thought where i'm like oh this but this cartoon isn't for you you know like so so I, I i don't think i don't look at sailor moon the anime and be like oh clearly that's the male version of the of the manga like i just i think it's all girly you know but but it's interesting that you say that because because wrapped up in that is your your first instinct is to say that it's not for for us <laughs> 
It's not for boys. Yeah, so that, that, that uh, does so, make so, it so sound really thing. sketchy that's, that we watch it. Then, that's, well, I mean, that's that, that's just that's just my reflex, as opposed to being like, oh, well, clearly they were trying to make this appealing to to boys or to men. But I, I don't, I don't think that that's really <laughs> like I don't know. I that's not my reflexive, you know, thought about uh, Sailor Moon, the anime, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I mean, I feel like they could have gone a lot of different directions if that was their intent, you know. That's true. Um, because because I feel like doing doing things like oh let's let's make the boy let's make the guy older. I mean, as a child watched in Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, they seemed like they're all teenagers to me when I was little. I was like oh they're they're just they're just really pretty teenagers and pretty handsome teenage men. So. <laughs> Uh, so, so I don't know. I, I, I think I couldn't really, I, I wasn't like, like, I, I knew that Darian wasn't like dad aged, you know? So I think as long as that was clear, I was like, okay, I sh- I, I'm fine with them going out. <laughs> Cool. I, I feel like I feel like all the episodes that have been added in do not have stereotypically male oriented plots. That's true. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What with being about what with being about uh, radio love shows and love. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of it's a lot of, you know, teen It's stuff meant for like, you know, teen, younger teen girls, you know. So I, I don't know, like I look at it, I'm like, oh, this isn't this doesn't seem overtly male. Like if they were gonna make it male i feel like they would have had like mechs you know <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like you say like it's the uh it's sailor moon from a male point of view that's like roman warriors yeah exactly okay. but, it, but but it is an interesting thing i think to, to keep in mind as we move forward because i think this is kind of the the point of the show where uh we start getting we start getting a lot more uh girls falling over in front of the camera we start getting a lot of skirts <laughs> flying up that's i mean true. that the episode where uh where uh umino flips up uh haruna's skirt and she says she's never going to get married that might be sailor moon from the male point of view <laughs> like that yeah yeah i'll like, give him that like yeah like i again i think it's i i do think it's interesting that most of my male friends who do like sailor moon you guys included like it, it's they specifically like the the anime more than the manga or or even more than crystal you know so i'm mm-hmm. like okay I, I feel like most of my most of my male friends who do like sailor moon they they specifically like the old anime you know they, they don't really care for the manga or I have one friend who who really likes you know the manga and Sailor Moon Crystal and the old anime but he's he's one of the few you know but it would but it's also I feel like that also has so much to do with what you saw first too I mean I yeah oh of course yeah I mean I mean for me the anime is the most important the 90s anime is the most important thing to me you know so I and you know a lot of my friends they read the manga first or they saw the Japanese version of the anime so they don't really like the 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 American version of it you know now there's so. one other thing to to mention about this and that is that uh uh, I, uh, a fan of ours, a, a listener, I should say, uh, sent us a link to uh, an interesting interview about uh, actual the actual business of Sailor Moon. And I didn't read the whole thing because uh, I was busy working at the time, but I, I skimmed over the first paragraph and it was talking about how uh, the magazine where Sailor Moon originally appeared uh, had mostly focused on stories of uh, you know, romance comics, basically. Yeah. Uh, and that Sailor Moon was their attempt to do something that would be more action oriented uh, and still have those elements of of romance. 
which I think is I, I think is interesting in the context of uh, looking at it as whether it's you know f- from a stereotypical uh, men's point of view, like doing you know getting something that's more action heavy. I think would lend itself better to that. Uh, but again, it's it's something interesting to keep in mind, and it's it's interesting that uh, Takeuchi uh, had that to say about it. Yeah, yeah it is. So um, that was uh, that I should say that question was tweeted at us by uh, Christy at Christy L Stewart, and she had some more questions, and maybe we'll get to them either later this episode or next episode. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, there's a couple interesting things to note about this scene. Uh, one is that Jedi is working at the shrine. Yep. Uh, because, <laughs> and again, I think this is, this is something else that was added in for the anime. And I think that uh, it's another reason that Grandpa had to be added in because he's always asking people if they want to work at the shrine. Uh, mm-hmm. In the novel, it's mentioned that he does this uh, because he's lonely, because Aww. it's just uh, him and Ray living there. Uh, in the anime, it comes off as more like, oh, he's just asking all the girls. Well, they do show uh, a scene of him leaping at a man. extremely yeah. pretty man. Yes. So. <laughs> um, I, when, because, again, I didn't remember every detail of this episode. So in my notes, I was going, why is Jedi at this shrine? Because at this point in the episode, I was just like, it was so unclear. I'm going, he's using buses to kidnap people. What is he doing at this random shrine? Oh, it's, just- a, it's a complex <laughs> four-step plan, Jordan. <laughs> yes, apparently it is. Um, so, so him, him being his creepy self and 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 uh, being at the shrine. This, of course, upsets um, Sailor Mars, who ha- is very sensitive to these things. Uh, now, I should I should put out there: this is not a reason that I hated Sailor Mars in the original viewing as a young person. But since between that time and now, I have come to hate all psychics. So uh, I also dislike her for being a psychic. <laughs> But she like she's a for real psychic. I know, Jordan. I know but then she, I get like, all weird because because she, she, she's not trying to scam people or talk to the dead and right. try to like scam people into having closure. Right. Know? I mean, look, I, I would believe that Ray would do like a gold read on somebody. <laughs> I would believe that. But then, like she like I but you can't, look, you can't hate her for being a superhero who has superpowers. I, I know, I know. It's just that what it, it, it's 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 just one of those things where now because I I dislike the 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 psychics in real quote unquote psychics in real life. I whenever I watch a show that kind of goes, "Oh, by the way, here's somebody who's a psychic who is doing stuff that people claim to do in real life, but now we're going to show that it really works." It makes me unhappy because I'm like, now that lends credence to the people who are doing these things in real well, life. She that aren't she real. also transforms into a sailor guardian and shoots fire out of her hands. And if we had, if if there were lots of people saying they could do that and charging money, I might be upset about that. But since that's not a problem. Are, are you, but, but, but if they, are you mad if at they Spider-Man? Could. <laughs> Spider-Man? Because of the people in, ta- in Times Square? What? No, because he has spider sense. Because he has 100% no. accurate precognitive powers. No, Jordan. because again, that's not presented in any way. Like, I'm talking about for example, like, um, uh, 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 and I used to like this show, but then I'm Eventually, I, I got sick of it. Uh, uh, Dead Zone, for example, right? So, like, it's a show where they present a psychic and they go, "This is a psychic. He's real." But in order to make him seem real, we have to have him do stuff that fake psychics do because that's what real psychics do. So they have a, a quote-unquote real psychic <laughs> with their hand like hovering over something, going, "Oh, I saw, uh, uh, water. There's something near water. Oh, it's gonna." And it's like that's the <laughs> BS that psychics pull in real life, and you've just lent credence to it, even though it's in a fictional context. And I know I shouldn't get this worked up about it but i do you really shouldn't <laughs> it's, it's 
so especially, weird. Especially since we've had this conversation on a previous episode of the show. Oh, did we? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we did when, when Serena stops and talks to the street psychic. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in this Uh, case, her psychic powers don't work because she throws a piece of paper in Sailor Moon's face and tries to exercise the demons from her. Right. Uh, Because Jedi is hovering around. (laughs) This is actually, uh, like I said, in the manga, Jedi is not working at the shrine. Uh, She just senses uh, evil around Serena, presumably because she's been fighting it and and it has the the stank of evil on her, I guess. Or she could just maybe, (laughs) she just just can sense that she's very different. She's not, well, she's not human, for example, right? I guess. She's moon and, uh, human. And the ravens attack uh, Usagi, and uh, Sailor Mars comes out with the, the charm and bops it on her head. Uh, here, in the anime, I think the implication is that she's sensing Jedite, and so when she senses this, this source of power uh, in Serena, uh, and she's got Jedite also hanging around, making her, you know, throwing her off because she's kind of surrounded by evil at all times. Uh, she just ups and bops uh, Serena in the head. True. With the uh, evil be gone uh, ward. So she also knocks Serena unconscious, yeah. which I think, like, that's what, honestly, that is where I thought you were going with that. Like, look, uh, it's not why I hate Ray, but the first thing she does is punch Serena in the face and knock her unconscious. Well, I think this does speak to her already having superpowers, basically, because she, exactly, she yeah. throws a paper at her and cl- cleans her clock entirely. Yeah. She has to take her inside, so they take her inside and, like, put her to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and are taking care of her as if she is an infirm uh, person now. Uh, Jedite brings them cloths or something, and all the girls swoon over how gorgeous Jedite is. Uh, and Luna goes, hang on, I think I know that guy. <laughs> hang on, that guy looks a lot like that guy we've been fighting for uh, 10 weeks. <laughs> but she doesn't, draw the, she doesn't make the connection. Uh just has a, a sneaking sense, and uh, the the hearing about someone cute being nearby completely revives Serena, who wants to see this cute boy. Um, uh, Luna also looks at uh, uh, Sailor Mars and thinks that she might be the Moon Princess, right? Right. Uh, as opposed to Bunny Moon, who is currently <laughs> unconscious right next to her. Uh, you know, who has the exact same hair as the Moon Princess, the twelve foot blonde hair. Anybody can change uh, their hair. That, that's true. Uh, and she mentions that uh, oh she's you know she's a, a shrine maiden with the power of prophecy like that's you know that seems that seems moon princessy uh, in the manga uh, Luna comes to this conclusion because Ray has an aristocratic face graceful movements and she is a servant of the gods so everyone is crushing on Ray at this mm-hmm. point yeah I, I love that that all like as soon as Ray shows up all uh, Molly Serena and their friend uh, Molly what, what was her friend's name again uh, Lisa Lisa Brownridge yeah yeah, <laughs> Lisa Brownridge. They all, when Ray shows up, they all immediate just they, they just like look down and blush because they're just take it so taken with her beauty. And that's uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a scene in the in the manga where uh, that that is replicated in Crystal, which is really fun. Where mm-hmm. uh, Usagi gets on the bus and uh, uh, Ray gets on the bus and like she gets legit hearts in her eyes. Uh, over how beautiful Ray is, uh, and that happens in the uh, in the novelization. It happens at the shrine, and uh, this is this is what uh, she says in the novelization. Ray was the prettiest girl Serena had ever seen. Wow. <laughs> 
Her face was nearly flawless with finely cut features, full lips, and large eyes. Her hair was a silky midnight black, and her dark eyes shimmered with purple tint when the light caught them. Uh, Serena couldn't help but stare at Ray. The priestess was so pretty, she almost had a Catherine Zeta-Jones thing going on. It doesn't say that. <laughs> Tell me you just added that. No, no, no. That is that is in that is in the uh, the novel. That is adorable. It's funny That's that amazing. it does that because again in the Japanese version, yeah, they have Serena go like, oh, she's really pretty. But in the in the dub, they don't focus on the prettiness. In the dub, they focus on uh, it's almost like a cultural thing. Like she's like, oh, so that's a that's a shrine priestess. I I could I could do that. I, maybe that would be fun to be a shrine uh, to to be working at the shrine. And all the girls are like, what, Serena? You <laughs> you don't want to do that? Uh, so it's strange to me that the, the, she took it back to the to focusing on the way she looked. Yeah, there's. Well, like, I, I, well, I think that's what's so charming about Serena's like initial reaction to every single scout she meets before she knows that they're scouts is that she her first reaction is always like, oh, uh, like she, she has this innate admiration for each of them because I think she, you know, it's it's, it's something to do with her closeness to all of them, but also she does tend to see the good in people immediately. You know, what I like is that we're going to get the. Uh, like, like she does it with Amy where she's like, oh man, Amy's so smart. Yeah. Uh, and she does it with uh, Makoto when she shows up and she's like, wow, I can't believe how strong she is. Uh, and with, I, I believe, I believe what she says about Makoto as soon as she sees her, it's like, she smells like roses. She, yeah. She, she smells so good. That's what <laughs> yeah, she's, that comes she, up. Yeah. She's, she's like, she's like, she smells so good. And I'm like, oh my goodness. She is like genuinely in friend love with all these people. And I, and I, and I, I don't know, something really nice about that where she's just enamored with every single one of them. And that, and that happens with the outer century too, where she's just like, is constantly admire, like, like in awe of these women around her. And I'm like, that's really cool. You know? It's true. It is. And it, I think it's, but I think it's funny that we have, you know, we're, we're meeting all these characters from Yusagi's point of view. Yeah. Uh, so we get, you know, we get the smart one, the strong one, and, and Ray is the hot one. Like, Ray's the one who is like, but everybody she, talks about how beautiful she is. But well, it, she's literally it, hot because of the fire. Oh, right. Oh, you got it. You got it. Uh, what about Venus? I thought Venus is the beautiful one. But uh, I mean, but it does not. Venus, Venus is Venus is love and beauty, while Mars is the fiery hot one. Yeah, okay. The, they're the Betty and Veronica, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, they 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 should just have a show about them too. I, I would watch that one. <laughs> uh, but I think what's funny is that in the art, uh, whether it's uh, Takeuchi's original art or in uh, the anime, there is no appreciable difference no. at all in how these girls look. Like they are all they're all the hot one. Right. <laughs> they they look again, it's a total Betty and Veronica thing where they look the exact same, but you know, you're supposed to be like, hey, hey, Veronica's Veronica's hotter. You could <laughs> have one you could have one figure with with switchable wig pieces, and that would be you have all the Sailor Scouts. Yeah, it's but it's <laughs> like there's you know, the only physical difference we see is that is that uh Makoto's taller. That's true, yeah, that's, that's true. That's she it. And she's only five six. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she comes off as being like seven feet tall. So, uh, so let me, let's get back to the show for a sec because this this next scene is the only scene where I give it up for for Ray, where I go, all right, fair fair play to her. Which is so they're sitting there nursing Serena back to health from the, from clock, clocking her, and this woman busts into their place, just walks in, just br- shows herself in. 
and goes, my daughter's missing. What? what where is she? And, and they're like, what? what? What are you talking about? She said she was going to come here and buy a thing. And then she took the bus that disappears. And now she's, I don't know where she is. So what are you going to do about it, basically? And and Ray gets up and goes like, she was here and she left, jerk. Like, get out of my house. It's not my business where your stupid daughter went. And they have a little fight over who is more rude. And this is the one place where I was like, no, the lady is being rude. The lady busted into their house. And I guess in her defense, she just is losing her daughter, which is probably an upsetting thing. But <laughs> Yeah, I would guess that's upsetting. <laughs> but Jordan. she just busts in and starts yelling at these people as if it's their fault in some capacity. And it is not in any way. Well, it is, though. It actually is the fault of the shrine. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the episode, yeah, but no reasonable person correct. would think that. No, but she's right though. But she's correct. <laughs> no, she's not right. But at least she's not right in yelling at at these girls. And again, she just busts into their place. Uh, whatever. I just was really like, what are you talking about? This is. I will say they also they tone this down a bunch for the dub so much so that like Ray starts yelling as she has to because the anime shows her yelling. Um, but then they when they like cut to the next scene, uh, they add in one last line. Of Ray uh, in a much more reasonable voice going, I'm asking you politely to leave. <laughs> Which I, I was like, that's really funny that they felt like we have to, we can't let her go too crazy on this. Yeah, it's uh, it's mentioned in, uh, that the, uh, the police have been coming around right. trying to hassle uh, the uh, the shrine as well. Which again, Jedi's there. Like, just ask him for ID. Sure, sure. Good point. <laughs> good point. Maybe he like, has. Uh, this guy has a lot of license. credit cards that we can link to several businesses <laughs> in the Juban district. They're all closed down. There's no, no crime in having a failed business. Uh, so we go from there to uh, Serena leaving the shrine, uh, Usagi leaving the shrine, and uh, uh, the bus comes by, and all of the love charms that have been sold at the shrine uh, put the girls in a trance and get them on the bus. Yeah, there's a zillion girls, and they're all like, duh, half asleep, standing, waiting for the bus with these shrines. Which. I, and I gotta say, we, we talked about uh, adding Jedi to the uh, the storyline and how that makes it a little more complex, like that he's working at this, uh, this shrine and making these charms to give out. At the same time, it's the only way this plot really works. Because if you don't have them, if it's just a bus, then why is the second group of kids getting on that bus? Like after the first 50 kids disappear like, <laughs> and, and people yeah. are at school going, hey, uh, pretty sure that the uh, six o'clock bus is going to take you away where you will never be heard from again. Like then people would just stop getting on that bus and there goes Jedi's master plan. Yeah, but there's like, so well, we, we got one bus load of them. <laughs> That's, but that plan is so stupid. It's another one of those, the more you think about this plan, the dumber it is. Is it a real bus or not? I mean, I think it's, I think it's a real bus that they drive to. So it's uh, a real the, city bus. The so the city has lost three buses by the end of this episode. At least we see them coming back with three. And this again, the city is going, Ooh, we're losing a lot of buses. Well, well send them I out. The send them out again. The thing is... <laughs> This bus not, not this makes takes sense. you to the Dark Kingdom if you get on at six o'clock at a particular stop. So presumably there's a Dark Kingdom monster driving a bus route for the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah, she comes in and clocks in. Well, and, and, and again, and her boss goes, well, what happened to your bus yesterday? You didn't come back. 
<laughs> and she goes, like, this is not the bus you're looking for. I don't know. She Jedi mind tricks them or something. But, uh, th- but okay. The, the girls don't, in Don't line. think I'm going to forget that you just said Jedi mind trick. It's a beautiful thing that I said. It's going to be remembering that one. That one's going to come up later. I love it. Uh, so, so they, they see the girls all in the line and they have this adorable scene <laughs> Where again, Serena can't keep her mind on sailor business ever. Uh, where she's like, "Oh my god, yeah, love is so beautiful. I wish I had one of those things." And in the in the dub, they do this great lines. Uh, so, so Serena's like, "Oh, I should have gotten one of those. I, I want because I want to find my love too." And Amy goes, uh, "I don't know. These girls look really out of it, and you're kind of already all kind of, kind of out of it. So I don't <laughs> think you need one of those." To which she goes, "No, it's all about daydreaming and wonder." And she does the little fantasy daydream about. Toki and the fantasy daydream about uh, uh, Tuxedo Mask. And then she sits there. And, like, there's, and there's like jazz music playing <laughs> behind them. Yeah. And then she sits there with hearts in her eyes and Mercury says to her, you look like a silly lovesick frog waiting for a bug to fly in its mouth. <laughs> She says that to uh, her in English. It is pretty adorable. There's a part in the uh, novel where Luna is trying to get uh, uh, Serena to investigate the bus. Oh. Uh, Serena, of course, uh, just wants to look for the blonde babe who's hanging out at the shrine who oh. she's yet to meet. Uh, and the way it is phrased in the book is the cat growled and crossed her kitty arms. I swear, she muttered. Sometimes I think you're completely hopeless. I read that uh, that to my uh, girlfriend, and she goes, "I'm pretty sure they're just called legs." <laughs> pretty sure when it's a cat, you just—they're not arms. Front legs, yeah. So uh, I, I do like the idea that there are uh, there are are kitty arms. So okay, yeah, because now this is another thing though, because this because what Luna's plan isn't great here either. Because no, it's terrible. Because Luna's the plan- worst. <laughs> Yeah. Luna's plan is all of these girls who are out of it are going to get on this bus. Let's also get on this bus. (laughs) This bus (laughs) that makes people disappear forever. That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. Sure, why not? So so it's sort of reasonable of of Yusagi to cling to a a lamppost and go, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. And the uh, bus driver kind of laughs at her and closes the door and drives off. And then then that's when we see, as we talked about earlier, the bus slowly launches into the sky, flies. I mean, that's the thing. Why not just have the portal appear on the road in front of it? I don't know. It would be better if the, if the bus literally flew into the sky through a portal. Sure, why not? Why not? This causes... Uh, <laughs> This causes everybody to freak out. Serena runs back to to the temple uh, where 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 Ray is uh, feeding her two uh, ravens, right? Yes. Another uh, Phobos and Demos. Another ridiculous thing that goes uncommented upon <laughs> that she has these pet ravens. Well, it's um, actually it's so it's cool. Yeah, it's it's mentioned that that everyone thinks that's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> like, oh, she she raises two ravens. That's awesome. <laughs> and named them after moons of Mars. What a weird coincidence uh so this is the scene where so serena runs up and goes oh my god uh the the bus really is uh, making people vanish uh and mars is like uh okay jerk i told you like I, we have nothing to do with that and she's like no no like i'm not blaming you i'm telling you i saw it it was over there and she's like oh what are you trying to say i did it like it's like this ridiculous she's super stubborn and this is the part where serena literally says usagi literally says i want to be friends with you ray and ray <laughs> Throws her off her property. (laughs) So it's shocking that we think she's mean. Somehow, this behavior inspires Luna to go, I'll just leave a transformation pen. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just leave this here. Boop. Just just gonna... (laughs) 
in case she comes around. <laughs> she does a, a very subtle backflip, apparently, that no one else notices and uh, just leaves it there. Uh, she also, uh, uh, Ray is also uh, meditating, trying to figure out what's going on with the, the buses. Oh. And uh, Jedi busts in and she just goes, go away. You're bothering me. <laughs> He, and, and look, that's fine in the context of uh, Jedi being an evil dark kingdom uh, king of heaven. But what he's literally doing is he kneels outside the door, slides it open and goes, um, uh, dinner is ready. <laughs> and she goes, get the F out of here. Yeah, see, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so sick. I have a quick question about the transformation pen, Chris, uh, because uh, the novelization, I wonder, in the, in the dub, when she picks it up, she says, what a strange and beautiful stick. <laughs> does she know it's a pen in the novel or does she call uh, it just a stick the whole time? I did not mark that, so I'm going to assume she knows it's a, it's a pen. <laughs> what a strange and beautiful uh, stick. Let's okay. see here. I, I want a strange and beautiful stick. <laughs> that's cool. Later, L- L- Luna, when she, when, she, when she tells her to transform, she goes, that's your special pen power stick. Uh, Ray felt something bump into her foot. She looked down. The priestess picked up the pen and examined it. She trolled it around in her fingers. What's this? The pen only sparkled in reply. So it sounds like (laughs) this this girl who was doing the novelization knew more about knew about the real Sailor Moon stuff and was kind of subtly correcting things. Yeah, I I think that is that is clear. Uh, Now, in the original uh, dub, the 92 dub, do they refer to it as uh, bus number 666? No, it just says 66. <laughs> okay, because that's in the novelization, it's it's the 666 is the number of the bus, which I think is, is oh, pretty, uh, pretty metal. Uh, Luna tries to get <laughs> Usagi to board the bus. Usagi's like, no. There's a great scene of Usagi clinging to a uh, bus stop pole for dear life. Yep. Well, uh, Luna tries to drag her by the skirt onto the bus. <laughs> so uh, cute. And as soon as the doors close, uh, that's when Usagi jumps up and she's like, all right, got this. And <laughs> She busts out the transformation pen and transforms into... This is my favorite transformation. Oh, my God. Do it. Uh, Moon power, transform me into a gorgeous flight attendant. And (laughs) Luna, rightfully so, is like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Isagi goes, yeah, uh, a flight attendant's job is to get passengers to their destination safely. Uh, So uh, that is like... That is her idea. That is a kid's idea of what a flight attendant does. Uh, even the makers of the dub had a problem with this because they have her say a flight attendant or something. <laughs> they don't even give Yusagi or Serena the confidence of that. They go, transform me into a flight attendant or something. Uh, I, I love the the kid logic at play where she's like, look, I am a schoolgirl. I don't know how to help people who are being kidnapped by a bus. But you know who does help travelers and and ensures their safety? Flight attendants. <laughs> now I'm going. <laughs> so then she enacts Luna's brilliant plan. She gets on the bus. Uh, guess what? It goes through the portal and she's trapped. <laughs> yeah. Great uh, plan. Amy shows up and uh, collapses to her knees. No! Like, oh, these idiots. <laughs> they got on the bus. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ray, fi- Ray no finally plan. gets her vision. She finds out the, the fire shows her that uh, Jed uh, in the dub anyway. Jed is JJ. 
Is yeah, that what they call him in the novelization? Yeah. Uh, they show him. They show her that he's the one behind it all. He walk. She walks in and goes, "You're behind it all." He goes, "Yeah, I am." Uh, but <laughs> by the way, I can make these portals anywhere and at any time. And here's one. And now you're through it. I can make these portals anywhere at any time. <laughs> Gonna go ahead and just use them on the bus, though. Yeah. I my 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 theory on that is like it's actually quite difficult. So he's like, "Can I do it for like 50 girls at a time?" That's good. If I do it for one, it's really hard. I have to rest. I don't know. That's my theory. So, uh, so he takes Mars into the subspace from Super Mario Brothers Two. I don't know what is uh, oh. what what this place is supposed to be. <laughs> Things are floating, but also there's a ground. So one more dub line. I'm sorry. One more dub line. The flight attendant gets on the bus and says, "This bus is under arrest for making totally bogus runs." That's amazing. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Back to the story. <laughs> That's two bus episodes for us in a row. Was there was there a bus yeah, last week? The bus that was going express. Oh yes, <laughs> a lot of lot of public transit in the world of Sailor Moon getting hijacked. <laughs> All right. Do you think when they wrote that line in the previous episode, they were like, "Oh man, I wish you would have saved it." <laughs> Wait, wish you would have saved it. <laughs> Use it for next episode. No, because they're all unconscious. It'll be fine. Uh, so it would have been great if uh, it would have been great if, if Usagi would have been on the bus and gone. This bus is about to turn into an express. <laughs> and it was like, didn't you? Didn't you say that last week? And Usagi was like, shut up. Come on, it's a great line. <laughs> uh, so Mars gets dragged in. Sailor Moon gets dragged in as a, uh, a flight attendant. Uh, the bus driver reveals itself to be a monster and Usagi in one of my favorite moments in the show uh, just sits down and starts crying and goes I'm so sick of this (laughs) (laughs) and then she goes but I'll do it Right, right. And that's another one where the dub was pretty fun. The, she, Lunar's like, come on, you have to do this. And she says something like, just one more sob. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, in the manga, there's an interesting thing. Uh, and keep in mind, this is, again, uh, chapter three of the manga. Uh, Usagi starts crying uh, and her ultrasonic crying power starts to activate. Of course. And uh, Luna has to tell her not to because there's something that's keeping the uh, the people that were on the bus frozen. And so if she if she keeps crying, it's going to shatter people. Oh my! And kill them, which I think is really interesting because that's that's kind of where the uh, that's where the manga stops using the crying superpower uh, because it's, it's, for it's the best. It, it has officially gotten to the point where it's not helping. Unlike all the other times where they've been like, "Hey, that's not helping," and she's like, "Well, it just killed a monster, so I'm going to keep crying." Thanks. Right. <laughs> Uh, she uses the tiara to tie up the monster, uh, but the monster flexes and gets out of it. Luna sees uh, the Mars on Mars's head and goes, oh, she's Mars. And it's like, you knew that you left her the Mars pen. But for some reason, uh, she... The Mars pen, which changes size. Oh, yeah. Shot to shot oh, yes. in a hilarious way. Her special power stick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, by the way, Mars not okay with the talking cat. Mercury accepts talking cat without question. Mars goes, that cat just talked. What is going on? Which makes me happy. <laughs> uh, Mars uh, uses Fire Soul, which is a way more awesome looking power than uh, the bubble spray. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she makes a gun out of her fingers and shoots a fireball at it. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Unfortunately, this uh, both kills the monster and causes the portal to close. And this is where the uh, and they got three busloads of girls. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is and this part sucks. So th- this this again is another 
another scene where they go, oh, we've created a problem that none of our logical powers have any solution for, so we're just going to throw one out there for no reason. Amy prays to her pen and somehow sends a beam through the portal that keeps it open. What? 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 Gibberish. Yeah, you know, like you do. Uh, and it then, makes perfect sense to, me. to make matters worse, speaking of things you'll love, Chris, Tuxedo Mask from nowhere. Where, where, where did he come from? Was he sleeping on one of those buses and he just woke up recently and was like, oh, girls just did it. Well, let's drive home. Yeah, I know how to drive a bus. <laughs> I got my class four. He, he, he rigs all three buses together. <laughs> he, yeah, he puts the other two buses in neutral, ties them to the front bus yeah. and drives the front bus. <laughs> oh. uh, now, again, this is Tuxedo Mask's first appearance in this episode. We talked about this. There is a, an earlier scene where he shows up in the manga uh, while uh, Usagi is riding another bus. And uh, it's where we find out that he is in the manga that we find out he's a second year high schooler. So he's not actually way older than Serena as he appears to be. It's so, uh, it's so why, why would, so that means they had to consciously make the choice to go. He is much older in the, in the cartoon. Why would they make yes. that conscious choice? Cause the anime is made by creeps. I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they did that. So it explains why he has his own apartment, you know, like because they probably didn't want like every like you know how Makoto lives by herself also like sure. they probably didn't want like probably didn't want like everyone to be orphaned like teenagers who live by themselves <laughs> you know <laughs> so, so they're probably like oh well well let's have Darian and and Andrew be roommates and in college you know yeah it definitely makes more sense from just to explain why there are no parents mm-hmm. uh, but it's 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 weird um, so. Uh, Yusagi, in typical fashion, is completely unaware of her surroundings and is attempting to discuss strategy with Luna while sitting on a crowded bus. Uh, and there's a part where Luna just stops talking and uh, Serena starts shaking her. Uh, or Yusagi starts shaking her and goes, uh, what is it, Luna? You're being annoying. Just talk. Just, just go ahead and talk. <laughs> and it's the best, like, uh, Memoru in the manga is is way better than Memoru on the show. Because there's a shot of him and he's just leaning on his hand, looking at Yusagi. Uh, <laughs> going, going, yeah, Luna, uh, talk some more. <laughs> and uh, Yusagi flips out. Uh, he calls her bunhead. Uh she asks him if he's a uh, middle school student because he's wearing a school uniform. Uh, and he pulls out his ID, which is hilarious. And he says, I'm in high school. Nice. Uh, so that's where we find out he's Memory Chiba of uh, Moto Azabu High second year. And uh, that scene gets cut out of the uh, anime in favor of multiple scenes of Memru being a street harassing pickup artist. Okay, hang on now. Again, earlier, earlier, um, Betty, you, you compared Mars and Memoru in that they're both quote unquote antagonistic. But <clears throat> I mean, listen, you could call him kind of creepy if you want to, but he, clearly he's being playfully flirty. No. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. She doesn't no. appreciate it and that makes it creepy, but he's clearly being like, yeah, I'm into you. Hey, uh, hey, Bunhead, how's it going? Whereas Mars is just like, get away from me, you jerk. Like Mars is just like well, I, think, I don't like you. I, I think I think I think Mars is definitely on edge because people keep coming to her shrine yes. thinking that she's the reason why our her family's shrine is the reason why her all these teenagers are going missing. You know, like no, no one if someone came to your house and was like, hey, I think that you're the reason why all these teenagers went missing because teenagers keep hanging around near your house. 
You'd be a little, you'd be a little on that shoe. Oh yeah, but you know what? I think if teenagers were hanging around at my house and turned up missing, (laughs) that person would be well within their rights to wonder what was going on. Yeah, fair. But look, but look, it, it, like, but, but she was not, she was not like trying to lure teenagers to her place. That's just, that's just what the shrine does. Uh, And they do make money off of it. Uh, No, I think that uh, Ray is is. I, I think it is perfectly fine for ray to be uh uh angry or or standoffish or or stressed in this episode because of what's the the plot that's going on directly involves her uh it directly involves her shrine the 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 place where she lives which is you know her higher calling really you know she's a shrine maiden yeah Uh, she's a priestess so that it involves her shrine and is also getting the police to uh to harass her like you know yeah she's gonna be a little short-tempered that she continues to be a jerk after Serena like solves the problem. Yeah. Like Serena's like, Hey, uh, I just fixed literally everything. And Ray's like, great. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't think she's like, you know, that I don't, I, I think, I think you guys definitely magnify her <laughs> abrasiveness to the point where I, I, mean, I don't, I don't think that she's nearly that mean, you we're, know, we're very I, protective of, uh, yeah. of Yusagi. That's what it is. Yeah. Look, we all are. And that's, and that's, and essentially that's what Ray is too. She's really protective of her. She wants her to be better. She expects more out of her. I, I, I mean, I think their relationship will get there, but right now she's not right now. She's just, I mean, I, look, I'll take, I'll take Ray over Darien, uh, oh, Ray over memory any day of the week. No I think memory is the worst. No way. All right. He's, who no does way. that? A creepy Who dude, walks but up like to a girl on the street and goes like, <laughs> "You suck at studying. Maybe you can study hard. Your hair looks like <laughs> stupid food." He says it slightly more clever than that. <laughs> And also, well, okay, he's got feelings too. But let's move on because uh, I did want to say about Jedi and his plan again because because they, they mentioned they had a, a piece of evidence as to why they thought the uh, the temple was involved, and the evidence was uh, the priest of this temple, Grandpa, uh, does his like big blessing or whatever he does at such a time where if people stay to see it, they'll be done like right in time to go on the six o'clock bus. So that's sort of put forward as uh, as like evidence of like oh see like so what are you doing? You're trying to get all these girls to disappear. Now, obviously, as we know, that turns out to be the case. So think about it. So let's look at this from the, the before the episode. Let's do the prequel. And the prequel to this episode is Jedi, again, just strolling around. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bunch of people getting on the same bus talking about the shrine. Well, that's the thing. I think he's probably walking by the shrine. He's like, oh, this is a nice little thing. People like to stay for it. And then they go to that bus. Hang on. I've got an idea. And his idea is so fucking dumb. He goes, I'm going to get a job at the shrine, sell them these trinkets. They're all going to get on the bus, take them away to nowhere for no reason. I mean, it seems like... I do feel like this is a... uh, Well, in the manga, he mentions that they're meant to be hostages. For what? Uh, What are we going to hold them for energy? To get the Sailor Scouts. Oh, okay. He's trying to... Use them as energy and also hold them as hostages. Okay. Uh, and then when the sailor scouts show up, uh, they're going to kill them. Okay, which, that makes a great plan, sense. guys. I mean, yeah, I don't know why that would work more than the monsters that like, normally get killed by the sailor scouts, but no idea. Uh, but yeah, like this is a positive step for Jedi because at least he's not starting a new business. <laughs> at least, at the very least. <laughs> 
actually, at least he's trying to get some money coming into the Dark Kingdom. You know what, time. though? Here's the deal. Actually, now that I think about it, he was really close to winning. If Amy had made it onto the bus, Jedi would win. Yeah, they would They would have been trapped. They would have been trapped there forever. And the next day, he would have gone, listen, I didn't get the energy, Queen Barrel, but the scouts are trapped forever with Tuxedo Mask as They're well. They're going to uh, eat each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, otherwise they will starve in this featureless, gravityless void. <laughs> so that so it's Amy missing the bus is like the most important component of the Sailor Scout victory this time. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, not a great episode. <laughs> there were also you. I usually don't notice bad animation, but I felt like there was a lot of bad animation. Like I felt like. Oh, I did you watch Crystal? Uh, no, that was the uh, Crystal version of this episode is really rough. Like, yeah, I felt like it, this one, even just this one, was real herky jerky. A lot of weird arm, really weird, and a very ugly oh, Luna as always. Yeah, a lot of Luna not looking like a creature found in nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, also, here we go. Guess what the Guess what the Sailor Sailor Moon says for the original episode was. Oh, I don't know. Uh, guys, you should carpool to cut down on smog. <laughs> Normally, I feel like the immoral should be uh, take public transit because it's more efficient. But I feel like uh, that's basically this would have been the said. wrong episode for that. I mean, because it starts with them going like, oh, man, there's so much smog from like cars and buses and stuff. But you should like carpool and like take buses because then at least there's fewer cars. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, so now is the time of the episode where we talk about we, what we learned from this adventure into the heart of horror. Uh, Betty, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? I learned that a lot of people see a strong, brassy woman as problematic in the sense that she's being a little, little, little tough on kind of, kind of a, a hopeless teenager. But maybe it's for the best for that teenager. You know what? You know what it is. Did you, did you learn that from this episode, or did you learn that from your life? <laughs> She learned that from this episode of Sailor Business is what she learned it from. Okay. Okay. Um, Uh, Jordan, what did you learn? Well, I was going to say, but just in in response to that, again, the more I think about the fact, the idea that Mars is an introvert versus Moon being an extrovert, what's interesting about that is that it means that she she almost doesn't fit into, well, she almost, I don't want to say she doesn't fit into the theme of the show because that's not true. But considering that the show is so much about friendship and it's so much about like that bond between friends. It, it is much harder to, to, to work her into it. And that does not to say that, that introverts don't have friends and don't deserve friends. Of course they do. And that's why eventually we will come to see that she is just as good friends with them as everybody is. But at first blush, it goes against it because she's not looking for that connection. Um, so anyway, what did I learn? Uh, <laughs> man, I learned. Yeah, I guess I learned don't take buses. I kind of already knew that because I hate taking buses. I live in New York and I'm like, subway, I'll do it. Bus, forget it. People go, there's a bus line right there. And I go, I'm not taking a bus. What are you talking about? It'll fly me into a portal. Uh, I learned that if you feel like something is making you uncomfortable, uh, then just whip out a piece of paper, write some uh, evil be gone symbols on it, and just bash it into the nearest person's forehead. Because uh, maybe you'll make a new friend. Aww. Uh, so that has been Sailor Moon episode 10. This this was a long episode because uh, we had so many different sources to discuss. So hopefully the next episode will go by a little quicker. Uh, I don't think our it's next, our longest. I don't think it's our longest. I think our longest was the last time uh, Betty was here, though, because we had to <laughs> break down society. 
uh, our next oh, episode yeah, about, about weight. <laughs> right. Our next episode of these uh, these two best friends. Oh God. Is called Usagi versus Ray. <laughs> Nightmare in Dreamland. That's episode 11. It's uh, available on Hulu if you want to watch it before next week's show. Please do. Uh, Betty, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me at BettyFallon.com. That's my Tumblr. And uh, on Twitter, I'm at BettyFallon. I am on Twitter at uh, at CrackShot, except the O is a zero. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B, as in Batman. Uh, You can also find links to everything I do at about.me slash Chris Sims. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. And make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. And until next time, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor.